Thought Leadership Studio. You're listening to Thought Leadership Studio, the podcast that helps you master high-level positive mass influence to create distinctive business niches, captivate an audience, grow your following, and change the game by changing the frame with strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. Welcome to Thought Leadership Studio, episode six, The Mindscape of the Strategic Thought Leader is today's episode. So this is gonna be a fun one. I'm Chris McNeil, I'm a strategic thought leadership coach, consultant, and I especially enjoy the side of the game that's about helping people expand their imagination and utilize it in creative ways so that they can access the resources they need when they want them and apply those especially to things like what I call strategic thought leadership. So any system, any business, any organization or profession or concept has a set of fundamental assumptions or what you might call mental models or beliefs at its core that they can be explicit or they could be implied. Now these may or may not even be well understood by those within the organization There is such a thing as unspoken rules in an organization, you know. But a well-aligned organization, a well-aligned concept, now whether that's a media show or business or solopreneurship type of business, whether it's a professional office, a brand, a big brand or a personal brand, it knows and utilizes its assumptions And one key part of strategic thought leadership is understanding those assumptions and in fact designing them to be powerful and robust as well as contrasting those with the assumptions of the audience. So you can add value to your audience with your marketing or your leadership or your persuasion when you have an assumption, when you've got a mental model a way of looking at things, a perspective, a set of talking points that's core to your system that you want to lead them to because their view, their talking points, they're not as robust or powerful. Theirs doesn't make them as resourceful as yours does. So one of the core assumptions of strategic thought leadership is that There is an inner strategic thought leadership that has to happen before this outer strategic thought leadership can be done well. So if we're going to lead an audience to embrace our perspective and we're going to do it elegantly and we're going to do it with finesse. So we empower people in a way that also leads them to revere how we do things. So they want to do business with us for business or the embrace our philosophy. So if we're gonna build a path from an old way of thinking to a new, better way of thinking, whether that's helping customers get more value out of a product or service, uh, or better appreciate some distinctive aspects or product or service that might be special to our offering, 
whether it's embracing a philosophy that adds more value to a larger system like a society or family. Wherever we're building this path, we want to build that path inside first so that it has power and clarity and a propulsion from those old assumptions to the new ones and ways to make those old assumptions less comfortable, to loosen their hold on people, to loosen the hold of what you might call disempowering beliefs. Make these new assumptions more magnetic, more attractive, more compelling, more inspirational. Maybe even build this path along storylines based on things like myth to give them more subconscious power. Now, if we're going to do this, we're doing something you might call mind escape building. And there's a technique called the memory palace. You may have heard of it. It's a mnemonic technique, a memory technique of imagining a visual space, maybe one you're familiar with, like a museum or a palace or your house. And in order to memorize, say, a list of things, you imagine walking through the house and seeing these things spatially located as you walk along. So you're using your internal representation, your internal map of the house, the palace, whatever, to anchor, so to speak, the things you want to remember to your spatial memory. You're using one aspect of memory to tag it to another, something you're familiar with or something that's got some dimension more so than a spoken list, for instance. So we're going to take something like this technique and amplify it to the nth degree. And we're going to mix it with some other stuff using some of my neuro-linguistic programming skills, using something called design human engineering, which is an extension of NLP or neuro-linguistic programming. It's a method developed by Richard Bandler, one of the co-developers, that extends NLP in his words by taking what happens in hypnosis and making it every day. It involves things like creating an inner control panel, using the imagination to access powerful states of mind and focus them on specific achievements. Thought Leadership Studio. But before we get too far into building this mindscape, why is it that we want to apply the mind to strategic thought leadership? What do we mean by inner strategic thought leadership? Well, like with sports, with thought leadership, there's ideal states of mind that apply. Okay, And there's really three... In, in my model, three categories of states. There's the passive, the listening state for insight. There's the inspirational, creative state for envisioning, using the imagination. And there's the active state of outputting, 
communication, outputting content, actively communicating the thought leadership model that we've built from using insight to understand the higher level thinking of an audience in a way that we know what's really important to them, that we can give them more of by helping them move their thinking a little bit to our model that we've built using the inspiration, the imagination part. So you listen, you imagine, and then you output this path that you build. And whatever the state is, now these are best kept cleanly separated. And there's other podcasts and blog posts where I go a little more deeply into this kind of thing. We've even done things like using a four chairs exercise of separating these perspectives. We got three perspectives of imagination, insight, and impact. And then each is in a separate location. Then you have that fourth location of the meta position that controls and looks at the other three. So you can use the meta position to decide, well, now I need insight. Let's go into that listening, passive state. Or we need inspiration. Let's go into that imaginative state. And it's kind of similar to how Walt Disney used a technique he called Imagineering, where he had three separate rooms and the rooms were the dreamer, where he would go to envision things like movies and theme parks. And the realist, where he broke these movies into action plans and made them doable by breaking them into small enough steps that the first step was very achievable. And then you had a third room called the critic, where they would like be viewing a movie from the critic's perspective and comparing it to criteria to make sure that the final product was good. But he kept them all cleanly separated, and that's something that's important to do. But separated states or not, there are ideal states that apply. So being able to access an ideal state of mind and put it where you want is important. Another component of, of why it's a mental game, why we focus on this mental stuff, is to lead effectively, you have to go there first, hence the inner strategic thought leadership. So developing more mental flexibility is like becoming an exquisite inner map builder, hence the mindscape concept. With things like these multiple perspectives, and in, in defining a clear, powerful thought leadership model, you're building a bridge from people's thinking from where they're at to where they want to get to. And you need to know that path well from both ends and have the flexibility in your imagination to take all the perspectives. So you need flexible thinking. And flexible thinking also includes what in systems thinking is called double loop learning. Now, single loop learning or normal learning is learning how to do a skill better. Say, if if your salesperson learning how to do a presentation better would be single loop learning. I have a goal, I have a path to the goal, I have a set of practices that lead me to achieve it, and I'm going to rigorously rehearse, maybe mentally as well as physically, since we know from research visualization is extremely powerful for improving performance, especially when you have a model of excellence to evoke in your imagination that you can easily see doing the performance that you want to replicate as part of it. 
Um, now, double loop learning is when you're not just improving a skill, you're not just improving how you're doing things, you're questioning why you're doing it. You're stepping back and incorporating what we call higher level thinking, like values and beliefs. And the, instead of just becoming better at the presentation, a salesperson might step back and think, do I even need to be doing this particular sales process? Maybe there's a whole different way to think about it where we do inbound marketing and develop lots of content so people come to us instead of outbound, for instance. Questioning your assumptions with curiosity. So bringing in that state of curiosity about your way of looking at things, your assumptions, your mental models, your values, what's really important, and, and bringing those into the learning letting the feedback of how things are going impact not only the specific types of performance you want to improve, but to impact how you envision the whole thing working and impact your assumptions about how it should work, why it should work, should you even be doing it. That's double loop learning. Now triple loop learning is really cool because then you're actually meta-learning learning how to learn, doing things like accelerated learning, realizing that all learning is not just memorizing a list. It's not just this rote memorization that typical public school system gives us. It can involve things like modeling excellence, where I use visualization to see, again, somebody who would be a model of easily being able to achieve whatever goal that I'm going after. I'm out to raise a bunch of money for a business. Well, Elon Musk is really good at raising money for businesses, so I might envision him doing it in my place and use that as a template to better see myself doing it, modeling his actions and beliefs in that context. Probably don't want to model everything about him, but the things that I do want to model, I would use that as a template to see myself achieving it the same way. That would be a way of using a model of excellence to enhance your visualization and belief systems and incorporate triple loop learning by using an accelerated learning technique, learning how to learn better. So flexibility in thinking is in really powerful for improving strategic thought leadership because it gives you a better internal inner strategic thought leadership. So. You know, it's meta-thinking. We're, we're leading thought, literally, when we're doing thought leadership. So we need to be able to think about thinking. And you want to be an exquisite example of not only the assumptions, the mental models, the model that you build that you call your thought leadership destination, but the state of mind is associated with that. And you want to anchor that state of mind. Because you shouldn't just be leading people to, to more knowledge or better beliefs. You should be leading them to having a richer, more satisfying life by feeling great about things. So there should be a specific feeling state attached to that thought leadership destination. And 
once you've defined what that is, whether it's joy, happiness, fulfillment, security. Being an exquisite example of that, radiating that state, then you're leading emotionally as well as rationally. And another way that strategic thought leadership is a mental game is that awakening and applying creativity as a skill set. You can do things like model the internal strategies of creative geniuses like Mozart, like Einstein, like Da Vinci. Actually one of the, uh, not one of the founders, but one of the very early people in NLP, Robert Diltz, wrote a really great series of books called Strategies of Genius, where he studied old writings, interviews, etc and used NLP modeling techniques to decipher the core of the thinking strategies of these people, of Da Vinci, of, of Nikola Tesla, who he found this could actually envision things so clearly he could see an engine running in his mind's eye and set it to running and check it sometime down the road and see the where that it would also have in the physical world. Now, studying people like that really awakens you to how powerful and expansive the mind really is. So taking time to work on the inner game pays great dividends. And if you're, you're going to practice thought leadership consciously, if you're going to do it strategically, then building a mindscape. So wrapping back around now to the memory palace technique of organizing information spatially. Let's use the theme park metaphor. So when you think about what's a vivid place, you know, Disney World or these other theme parks, Universal Studios, uh, they're all about being big, bright, alive, full of taste, smells, sounds, and vision that awaken the senses and have powerful feelings anchored to them and they lend themselves well to things like not only extending this memory palace technique but utilizing it to build a visual model of a thought leadership path and to use it as a way to be able to store and access things to remember and resources, not only all the different parts of your thought leadership position, the talking points that support your thought leadership position and that undermine the old thinking you're leading people away from. And you know something theme parks can have? This music, do I hear a band over there?
Games! You have an inner theme park. And you could put anything in there that would connect, metaphorically at least, the abilities of what it represents to where you need them. What if you could have a hall of wisdom? A meeting room, like a Knights of the Round Table kind of thing, but instead of the Knights of King Arthur, any famous person, historical figure, even a mythological figure, that you revere the thinking of that you would want on your internal board of advisors, comes to meet at this round table to advise you on your next steps. Who would be in your Hall of Wisdom at this magical inner theme park of the mindscape of the strategic thought leader? And how would you represent your thought leadership path? One way to represent it might be there's a building that represents the old thinking you're leading your audience from. The furnishings evoke that old thinking. Their old talking points might be arranged in this building, like with the mnemonic technique of the memory castle. And you have another building that represents your thought leadership position. Uh, similarly, the memory castle technique might enable you to place these talking points that form and support your thought leadership position, whatever that might be. And maybe there's a bridge between these buildings so that you got a clear path to lead people along. What would it look like? What would it include? Is there a way to use the memory castle technique to range the types of media and the messages you want conveyed over the media and how it impacts your audience in the construction of the bridge? Where would you put it on there? What if one of the attractions in the theme park was a virtual reality studio of goal manifestation where you could put on the goggles, the headset, put on the headphones, have the apparatus that gives you the kinesthetics so that it's just like you've already achieved your goals. What would you program into this? If you could just program into the computer and project it in this 3D virtual reality studio, what would you see? What would you hear? What would you feel that would give you evidence that you've programmed it properly to properly project yourself having already achieved whatever you want to achieve for yourself and your audience by bringing your audience to where you want to take them? How does the audience respond? No, you can program anything into this. And that's just one attraction. But if you could have superpowers, 
I mean, you can arrange the mindscape of your strategic thought leadership with the metaphor of a theme park any way you want. Some people might even want to sketch out a map of the theme park. So we have a guide to this visualization exercise. Oh, and let's not forget the feeling generator attraction. What if you got an attraction you can step into and create any state of mind you want? And maybe it takes a color. If you want to program the state of ecstatic confidence, what color would it be? And if you want to point that anywhere in your life using a similar theater of the mind, where would you point that to? I mean, virtual reality is getting pretty sophisticated. And it gives us a way to program the imagination. And programming the imagination creates reality. I mean, everything around us, buildings, cars, there at one time they're just somebody's imagination and they brought it into reality. So, I'm not saying you should be doing this exercise now, maybe on some level subconsciously you are. I'm just giving you ideas for when you want to take a break from the day-to-day, -day, take a mental break, a mental vacation, relax, and play with these skills. These, this is not hard work, this is play. I mean, kids really learn fast when they're playing, and the playing is the best learning state. So we're just doing some play skills. So this concludes episode six of Thought Leadership Studio, the mindscape of the strategic thought leader. Thanks for joining me. Thought Leadership Studio. So if you're in sales or marketing, or an entrepreneur or business owner, uh, which means of course you need to be concerned about sales and marketing, I've got a free guide called the Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership. And the link to download it instantly is on the podcast episode page, the link for which is in the description for the podcast. So this is an Instant download for marketers, thought leaders, influencers. It's a free guide to effectively building an audience by leading it to new thinking using the building blocks of strategic thought leadership. Because after all, doesn't building a backstory like working directly from the underlying structure of thought leadership bring greater clarity and purpose to content marketing? This also could be an antidote to privacy laws that are throttling data-targeted online ads. It's a solution from a whole different paradigm. So consider the possibility that following customers' ads can give them a distaste for a brand because you know they're being studied and treated as objects. And don't you want your, your client's brand to create a positive impression? So putting their needs first by listening to and serving their learning needs about what you sell gives them positive feelings about you or your client's brand. 
doesn't it make you feel better about the brand you're promoting too? So the link to download it for free instantly is in the description. And if you're in a position of leverage, okay, so if you are a entrepreneur, company owner, marketer, influencer, and you want to make some breakthroughs, I offer a money back guaranteed first strategic thought leadership coaching and consultation session. And what I'm doing with this is setting the stage for breakthroughs that could be meaningful to you or your organization. So it's also about setting up some system conditions. And check out the show notes, follow the link, and it will have a link to find out more about that. But what it can do for you, say if you're planning a PR, marketing, or ad campaign, can help you maximize it, get the most out of it, um, including maximizing any agency or ad campaign return on investment from a clean role of being a separate consultant. So I don't have any financial incentive on you doing this program or that. might be able to find resources within your organization or yourself that you hadn't thought of that way that you can purpose to creating a unique thought leadership position that has the market basically eating out of your hand. Find deeper layers of hidden potential through the coaching role. Because breakthroughs come from outside of our frame of reference. They come from outside of our mental models generally. And that doesn't mean I want to replace your mental models with mine. I'm not saying mine is better. But what I do know how to do is coach, master of NLP, of decades of experience coaching people in a performance coaching setting. It's more about facilitating more powerful states of excellence, including helpful shifts in perspective, or through a process of mutual discovery, of, of doing some things that aren't the norm, for finding other ways, other angles of looking at your situation from your audience perspective, because hardly anybody in business really sees things through the filtered lens of their best prospects, more limited understanding of what they do. So taking that perspective and designing things from there, and I can help you with the clean position of having no financial interest in where you spend your marketing budget, do consulting to help you get the most out of your campaign or high level coaching, including modeling, excellence, succeeding the best aspects of the best examples, um, identifying as the leader, building up all of these characteristics that give you insight, inspiration, and impact as a coach or as a consultant, help facilitate and enable using the resources you have at hand and helping you build resources to create a really successful campaign. So check out the show notes. Let's get the free report. If you're in a position of leverage, check out the coaching would love to help you make the breakthroughs. Thought Leadership Studio.